last time y'all get to visit your second alien planet, first one that's not apparently infested with rabid bears. <laughs> Which y'all handled that pretty well. And you are currently staying with Tali's cousin Ilvisar and his wife Kishara while the Belair scout basically recharges. And y'all got to do a little shopping, and now you guys are heading back. And I imagine it's probably about 4 or 4.30ish as you're walking back. And do y'all want to have any conversations on the way back? Or do we just want to skip on to when you get back to the house? Nope, nothing. So when you get back in, you're given a key, so you're able to get back into the house and you... When you first walk in, you don't see anybody, but you can hear voices coming from the kitchen. And as you follow those voices, you see that Kashara is cooking and Tali's sitting at the countertop, working on something on her tablet, and Spectra's... I think she's still sitting in the corner, working on stuff, and as you come in, Kashara looks up and says, Oh, you're back. Did you have a fun time at the shopping area? Yes, it was quite interesting. It's good to hear. I was just getting ready to fix some dinner. It's a traditional meal, something my mom's always fixed me. I thought you might like to taste it. It's a more Promethean flair to it, but I figured you would enjoy it. Is anyone interested in helping? I can teach you how to make it. I would love to know. Come along. I was just getting started. I can show you how to do it. I think Tali did mention you you had been interested in cooking. Yeah, Yeah, I did tell her that. Tally's acknowledged that you're there, but she's distracted by something on her tablet. Anima, you walk over and Kashara starts showing you, telling you what different ingredients are and giving you different tasks to do as you help cooking. And Erda and Violina, what do you want to do while they're cooking? I mean, put my stuff away. I don't really have anything else to do. Okay. Put my stuff away and probably go back into the main room. So you do that because she did show you some rooms that you could say, and so you're able to put your stuff up and you come back and it's close enough to the kitchen that even though it's a relatively big house, you don't get lost. As you come back to Alex and says, hey, so what'd y'all get? Well, I got some music. Ooh, whose music did you get? Apparently I have records out, don't I? And I pull up the fancy one that I found. Well, yeah. I did mention you're famous, right? Mm-hmm. That means they've got your music in pretty much every format available. Eh, I like it physical. Fair enough. A lot of people do prefer that. I like having both, because the physical looks pretty, but the digital's a lot harder to lose. Very true. Which is good for me. <laughs> so we were talking about maybe having a movie night after dinner. Imagine y'all haven't seen... Well, I think they... You have some movies in the Federation. They're better out here, though, but I'm biased. Inspector just looks up and says, Yes, you are. And goes back to what she's doing. I've never seen a movie. Oh, we gotta fix that. We gotta make sure it's a good one. Good one would be appreciated, I guess? I know, Elvisar. Does he still have that ridiculously large movie collection? Shara just looks up. Yes. Yes, he does. I'm trying to keep a spending habit, but I gave up on that a long time ago. There. He's a bit of a movie buff. You name it, he's probably got it. I don't think I could name one if I wanted to. What about the rest of you? What kind of movies do you guys like? I find I like the more experimental, uh, long-form movies. You can kind of get lost in it for, like, up to four to five hours at a time. Doesn't really try to get anywhere or say anything, but... I don't know. It gives you time to think about it. I tend to fall asleep during those. Mm, that's part of it. They are fun to fall asleep to, though. I thought I'd wake up and I'm just really confused. Well, I mean, trying to make sense of them is thoroughly a waste of time, in my opinion, but you know, whatever. Well, what about you, Vilina? I don't really have a preference. I enjoy... It's more, I think, the quality of the movie than the genre. I like ones where it shows that a lot of thought and care has been put into character development, setting, costume, things like that. Good quality with a good story. Yeah. 
can think of a couple. That'll be fun to watch after dinner. Farida, when was the last time you had good Promethean food? Hmm, it's been a while. Probably since the last time I was with my folks. Yeah. It's hard to get the good stuff in the Federation, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Ishara here knows where to get the best stuff. Well, we made do. We found interesting replacements for some of the stuff that was harder to find. Shara just looks up from the middle of chopping something and says, All right, this is going to blow your mind. And these ingredients are not that hard to find around here. I mean, I would assume they aren't. <laughs> right? Yeah. Can't even imagine growing up in a place like where y'all are from. Mind-boggling from what Tali's told me about it. It's not that much of a problem if you don't look up at the flags. And that is the fact that, that that's a valid philosophy. Still makes me sad. Hmm. Seems to work just fine. And Tali just looks over at Kishar and says, This is another reason I'm glad we kidnapped them. If you don't know that things can be different, then what does it matter to you? This is just the way things are. She just looks at you with this look on her face like, Oh, you poor thing. She gently pats your arm and then goes back to what she's doing. Oh, I'm sure with Tali Inspector here to show you around, you'll find a place soon enough. Hopefully before you get into too much trouble. Hey, we're not that... Okay, no, yeah. Yeah, we are. That's fair. So, as Kashara is teaching you how to fix this, Anima, give me an intelligence check. Okay. Let's see how well you're able to follow along. How well you're able to pick it up what she's teaching you. Straight intelligence? I have proficiency with, like, cookware. Do I need to add that? Yeah. That's a 16. She's using some terms and stuff that aren't super familiar to you, but as she's showing you, you're able to grasp, and you're pretty confident that you could recreate it. Might not be able to improvise as well, just because you're not as familiar with all the ingredients, but you could easily recreate it. And when it finally comes time to eat, Kashara explains that she got a message from Elvisar that there's something that came up at work, so he won't be joining for dinner. He'll be getting back late. You're all able just... So you all sit around the table and she serves out the food. And Farida, it's similar to that spicy noodle dish you mentioned where it was kind of not great and it was mostly spicy to cover up the fact that it kind of tasted bad. Yeah. Except for it tastes delicious. <laughs> all right. She doesn't talk a lot while she eats, so she just slams it. I, I imagine that the noodles and the sauce, it works together a lot better. And there is like a lot of spice and flavor to it, but it's not too overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Like, it's got a kick. Yeah. And you can add some stuff to it to make it spicier if you want, but it's not going to be too spicy for anyone. As if you're like me and can't do spicy, you appreciate stuff that's not super spicy. <laughs> and so just kind of talking back and forth over dinner. Some of it small talk about how things are going with Ilvasar's job, with the all the production and some of the new parts and materials that they're trying and how he's working on negotiating some deals with some new suppliers. And there's some talk about stuff that they're going to be teaching in school. And I think sure a lot of what she teaches is focused on engineering. She teaches some hands-on classes as well, but she also does teach some history and theory classes occasionally. And she's also just going to ask y'all questions about yourselves. It's like, so what do you all do? Or what do you think you're going to do now that you're here? I look expectantly at the other two. Animal looks a little bit like she's gotten hit in the face with a pan. Because <laughs> she has no idea. She hadn't even thought about it. She's just going with it. I mean, that's a valid answer if she wants to say that instead of just sitting there looking like she's been smacked in the face. Nope, she doesn't say it. She didn't say anything. She's just like, oh, future? What? Did I just give the cyborg anxiety? She's had low-level anxiety for a lot of it. 
And she did kind of basically grow up in a place where she thought they were going to kill her if they realized she was different. Grow up is a loose term. She has existed there for a while. She doesn't remember growing up. Nope. So, Vi, do you have an answer for the question? I made and designed jewelry in the Federation, and I enjoy it, so I'd like to get back to that. I'm not sure if I want to settle in one spot right now. So Tally's helping me figure out how to transport things to customers from a, a ship. Oh, yeah, that does make things a little trickier, but there are, I know there are some people who find ways to make it work. Are those bracers that you're wearing, are those of your design? Yeah. They were one of the first pieces I made completely, really. So they have a lot of sentimental value to them. They look wonderful. Very well done. Thank you. She also made this necklace. Oh, that looks like some of it might have been done. Did you work on an artificer to make that one? I'm imagining with how it works, she probably did for some of it. Yeah, some of the pieces I can do can actually be altered by an artificer to give the customer what they would want. Oh, that's very good. It'll definitely help you a lot to be able to work with people of other disciplines and have multi-purpose products. People would be willing to wait for that. Just have to figure out the supply chain and figure out ways to make sure you get all the materials that you need. Yeah. Sorry, I've worked with some specialty stuff in the past, so I can get a little lost rambling about that. It's no problem. Avasara works a lot with the larger scale stuff, whereas I'm more in smaller designs. Hmm. You know, now that you mention it, I have been looking around for some materials for a little project of my own. Oh, what kind of project is this? I kind of want to make a follow-up to the suit that Tally has. She looks over at Tally. Yeah, it was designed to look like the Belair suit, because people in the Federation don't know what they are, and I think Spectre and I decided it would be better if they thought I looked like a robot instead of, well, gestures to the bubblegum pink. It would have been not reacted to that well at all. No, they would not have. They don't like things that they're different. They barely tolerated me. Mm-hmm. I had the earrings Farida's been using to hide her appearance. Yeah. I thought it was a pretty interesting little contraption. So I wanted to see if I could uh, learn more about it and maybe make one. I do remember hearing some talks, and I would have helped with that, but I was kind of busy. The kids were really little at the time, so I wasn't able to help as much with that one. Oh, did you have working on that, Tally? Oh yeah, I had, I think Elvisar helped with some of it, mostly sourcing some of the materials, just because those were a little harder to find for that specific design. It was mostly a lot of my cousins and some of Spectre's cousins. Huh. Interesting. I'd love to see the original specs for it. I wonder if I could probably teach my kids something from that. Okay, yeah, totally. I'll send it to you. And she taps on the tablet, does a flicking motion. There, should be in your inbox. Thank you. So, what do you need help with? She's looking at you now. Oh. Well, let me pull out my list of options. I'm thinking about breaking it down into a couple of different pieces, you know, make it... Mm, you can't eat an elephant in a day kind of thing. Oh, I think... Holly, how long did your suit take? Uh... About a year? Yep, that sounds about right. Yeah. It wasn't easy, and we had to make sure I could move around and be able to protect myself if needed, because you never know. Oh, yeah. And making it so I wouldn't, you know, get serious health complications from having to walk around in a metal suit all day, every day. Mm, yeah, probably. Not sure how it will work with Esper, the Espers, though, so we'd have to add some specialization for that. I've actually already been thinking about that. The way that the collar that I worked on with Alina works is something that we could probably take some inspiration from and actually make it much more uh, user-friendly in the magic realm. Sure, it'll be at the cost of active defense, but to be fair, magic is defense enough. That's that's true. Still not going to be easy to find an artificer that can do something 
quite like that. Unfortunately, I don't know if I personally know anybody, but I could definitely talk to Elvisar about sourcing some of the materials and maybe we shall see if any of my old colleagues know anything. Yeah. Well, I have a list of ingredients, kind of, that I've been looking at so far, uh, that I've actually been working on with Tally, so I can send that to you and see what you come up with. I flick it over. <laughs> Are you sending all the design stuff you and Tully worked on together, the possible materials and stuff? Uh, just the materials. Okay. She's gonna look at that and not... Yeah, this should be not too difficult to find. The question is, how much of it do you need? Because you might have to do a couple prototypes before you get something working. Well, I guess we'll find out. She just hits a couple buttons on the tablet and tucks it away. I'll show this to Elvisar whenever he gets back, or probably in the morning, and see what we can find out. See what he thinks. Wonderful, thank you. Speaking of in the morning, tell Inspector, you probably didn't know about this, but the company Elvisar works for, they've recently designed a sort of shuttle that can safely travel close enough to the crucible that people can actually go up and see it. If you would be interested, I can see about getting you a spot on one of the early tours. I'll be able to get too close, of course, but I imagine probably never seen one before, so why not see it while you're here? That would be amazing. Thank you. That's no problem. I, I might have helped a little bit with some of the design stuff. Is the head of the project is an old friend of mine. Spectra perks up a little. Yes, I've always been wondered what the Belair Crucible looks like up close. Amazing you were able to create something that doesn't run the risk of us ending up like the Belair. Sure nods. Yeah, we had to work with the Belair somewhat to make sure that it wasn't impacted by the energy the Crucible gives off. But yeah, we, we were able to create something as long as we don't get too close. There are sensors on it that will alert if you're, you know, bordering on the danger line. Because the Belair don't want us ending up like them. Yes, that would be rather uncomfortable. I wonder if we could take him with us on the shuttle. I'll ask him in the morning and see if there's some way we could just take the energy housing out. They did mention something about that when someone, when they were consulting on the suit. I was just sort of scratching her chin as she not so mentally just slurps the noodles. You can eat noodles without making a mess. She's not. Because she's hungry. She's miseating food. Anything else anyone wants to talk about over dinner before we get to the movie night? No, nothing. I can think of. Okay, so imagine you just kind of keep chatting back and forth over dinner, talking about different things, like things you'd like to see, things you're interested in. Just mundane chit-chat, and once dinner's ready, Tali helps Kishara do the dishes, and then... Actually, no. Vector's gonna help Kishara do the dishes while Tali offers to take y'all over up to the media room to go pick out a movie. They have a little entertainment space. It's similar to what's on the Opal Star, except for there's not as much stuff to play with. They have a small group of people, and you can see there's some things that belong to their kids scattered around. Tali just takes Dolan's stacks it in a corner and goes over and opens this cabinet and it's uh there's a lot of movies in there it's it's like a closet bookshelf and it's full of titles so she's gonna look at you and be like okay so what do y'all want to watch he still has them organized by genre she looks at him for a second yeah he's got them organized by genre and then by popularity or ratings i can't tell what are y'all in the mood for? Something that's got a lot of action in it, something funny, something sad. Got some documentaries in here, a bit of everything. Do y'all have any opinions on what kind of movie your characters would want to watch? No. <laughs> really? No, because honestly, Farrah is just going to be looking at her phone the whole during the whole movie. <laughs> Looking for anything in particular, or just in general not paying attention to the movie? 
like half paying attention to it. Okay. She wants to be doing more than one thing at the same time. I'm the same way. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Tali's just gonna kind of look around and muse over some stuff, and then Spectre and Kashara come up and they start discussing back and forth since y'all don't really have a strong opinion on what kind of movie. They're trying to decide between themselves which movie would probably be the best that wouldn't be a little too weird considering the media here is very different than anything you're used to so it's like helping you find a way to get your feet wet without leaving you completely and totally confused as to what's going on. And after a while, they decide on one. It's kind of slice of life, so it's got a little bit of action. It's got a good story to it. It's got all the good character development stuff that Violina said that she liked. Kind of like a good introduction to what the cultures you're from look like outside of the Federation, where you're actually able to, you know, express your culture. So they decide on a movie. Everyone just sort of piles onto the couches in different places and y'all have a particular place or type of seat you would like to sit in you just sit y'all sprawl all over the place i take a corner and don't occupy much space what about you anima i'm gonna sit on the floor with my back against the couch i'm imagining it's like one of those little like sort of l-shaped couches yeah. Or actually, I think it's more of, it's more like a C-shape, so there's two corners. I'm actually going to get into one of the corners, sit on the floor in one of the corners. You're just trying to take up as little space as possible? Just kind of there. That's what feels right. Alright, and Violina? She would probably sit in, not necessarily a corner, but just somewhere where she could see as much of the room as possible just in case it's not that she feels unsafe here it's just habit yeah and she wouldn't brawl she would sit for at least she looks relaxed but if she needs to move quickly she can she's just so paranoid yeah so you sit on the short stretch of couch where you can see the screen but also see the door and there's just wall behind you yeah Okay, so I think Ashara is going to sit kind of in the middle of the long middle piece of couch, and she has a little tablet on her thing that she's going to use to sort of pull up the movie and like control the screen and stuff while Tali gets the rest of it set up. Uh, oh, wait. Ferda is actually going to try to find a way to sit next to Tali whenever she does sit down. Okay. Because everyone loves Tali. You said Farrah was going to sit in the corner. Tali's probably just going to sprawl on the short stretch of couch that's next to you. Not okay. full on, like, flop down sprawl, but she's spreading out a little bit. She doesn't mind taking up space, but she's also sitting far enough away to where you can unwad yourself if you want to. Mm-hmm. You can spread out and take up more space if you want. Yeah, she'll just wave her over and be like, sit over here. There's also a little fridge in the corner with drinks and snacks and that if y'all want to snack on anything, it's basically like popcorn and candy kind of stuff. Shara actually opens the cabinet with the candy and, and asks you, please don't tell my kids about this. They don't need to know which cabinet has the candy in it. They have their own candy cabinet. This is just where we keep the good stuff. When Tali sees that, her eyes go wide. She's like, oh, yes. Literally kid in the candy store. <laughs> Since Tali's taking up side sex, she's probably going to sit next to Kashara. So everyone's got plenty of space. And as they queue up the movie, Tali tends to kind of talk excitedly through part of it until Spectra flicks some popcorn at her and tells her to shush. She's borderline on spoiling things, and Tali just sticks her tongue out at her every once in a while throughout the movie. A lot of stuff that you see, some of it feels familiar to you, but some of it is strange to like anyone like brings it up or something that like, wait, what what does this thing mean? They'll stop and explain it to you, or every once in a while Tali will lean and whisper something about one of the actors, and it it is an enjoyable movie. Like I said, there's some kind of strange things about it but you're still able to follow along you 
all identify with different characters. You enjoy it. There's some laughter throughout the different parts of the movie. There's a couple moments where you're sitting there silent, just can't look away from the movie because you're like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? Arvosar comes home about halfway through. He, when he sees the movie, he's like, oh, this is a good one. And then he just walks over and sits next to Kashar. Never mind that he's tired and wanted to go to bed. He likes this movie and wants to finish it. And Fun. Anything y'all want to talk about or like ask about during the movie? It's a movie. I'm not going to talk during the movie. Yeah. <laughs> Every once in a while, when Tally's getting a little too chatty, Spectre or Kishara sometimes will just throw popcorn at her face to get her to stop. Mm -hmm. If she tries to talk to Farida, Farida's just going to put like her index finger between her, her eyes, like on the bridge of her nose, and be like, stop. Movie. Does Farida actually put down her phone, or does she stay on her phone the entire time? She stays on her phone the entire time, but is clearly paying attention to the movie while she's mindlessly flittering around. Every once in a while, whenever there's like a really big moment coming up, Tali just kind of reaches over and like puts her hand on top of yours and pushes your phone down a little bit and then points to the screen, just like, need to see this part, it's important. I'm already watching. You gotta pay attention to this. I already am. <laughs> After a certain point, she ends up just kind of moving to the floor because she kept like getting up and down to get candy. So she just eventually lays on the floor. And when the movie finally ends, she was like, it's been a while since I saw that one. I forgot how good it is. Did you all enjoy it? It was good. I like the part in the middle where they started walking through the minefield, but started chucking like little bits of nuts and bolts to try to make sure that they were walking down the, sa the safe path. It's kind of interesting. Yeah, I think that was a thing people have actually done before. Thankfully, it's been a while, but... Spectre just is like, Yes, yeah, so that's what actually works. It helps to have something a little heavier. It springs the traps more effectively. Well, that makes me think. I don't know if they were actually trying to spring the traps. I'm pretty sure their their guide was just insane. Yes, I'm referencing a real-life movie that I actually did see. <laughs> yes, it was Russian New Wave cinema. It was weird. <laughs> Had a feeling you would enjoy this part. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they did reference that this was based on an actual thing. So, yes, there were traps there. They were trying to spring. It's just that's probably what it worked have to throw something heavier when you're dealing with that kind of security. Mm. Elena, did you tell the rest of the party what you learned about what Spectre used to do? Because I know you know that she used to basically Indiana Jones her way around stuff with much less destruction and sleeping with people, but I don't know if you told anyone. Maybe um, it wouldn't be like in the middle of like dinner or anything. Yeah, just, it would probably be during, like, quiet moments where it was just us or something. And if y'all asked her, she would have said something, but I just, I don't know if you, you I didn't know if you told anyone. Actually, I would probably ask first to see, like, is it okay, or do you mainly want that part of your life to be quiet, more to yourself? She has no problem with you telling everyone about that. She's just, with the back problems it's just kind of a thing that she's even though it's been a few years since she had the surgery and everything it's still kind of a spot it's like a, something she doesn't really like to talk about it's not a fun memory for her she spent five years in physical therapy remembering how to walk again so yeah i wouldn't necessarily like be like oh but she got hurt but I like, I wouldn't, like, give all, like, details about that, but I would definitely mention that, um, yeah, she did use to go into a lot of ancient sites. She's probably told a couple stories about things she's found, stuff that she's fought, so it's not that, it's not that weird for you that she's just casually mentioning, yeah, you'd have to throw something heavier to set the mines off. She's done that before. <laughs> like, as... Kishara turns the screen off and brings the light up, and during the last 15 minutes, Elvis heard kind of has just kind of, he nodded off. Mm -hmm. And she nudges 
explains to the camp, but I, I'm awake, I'm at, oh, I'm awake, wait, when did the movie end? Honey, just go to bed. Okay. He gives her a kiss on the cheek, says goodnight to you all, and disappears, and she's like, yeah, I'll, I'll get this cleaned up. As everyone's getting up, Kshara says, I'll have to make sure Tally shows you guys some more movies so you can learn some more. Doctor's like, yeah, where's Tally? And in response to Tally hearing her name, you just hear a soft snoring sound. She's <laughs> passed out asleep on the floor. <laughs> Completely out. Probably felt has been asleep for at least half an hour. Snoring softly, sprawled out like a starfish. Yellow twitching a little <laughs> bit. How close is she to Anna on the floor? She's far enough away, and she was facing the movie, so you, like she, her, she, her back would have been due. And she, I imagine she like sort of sprawled out on her stomach. So when the movie was on, you couldn't hear her snoring. The second it was turned off, you could hear the just like very soft, deep breathing, occasional snores, uttering something about mangoes and dindus, and it makes absolutely no sense. Okay. Tempted to wake her up just to see how she would react, but that's what we mean. She, and so Spectre just tosses a blanket over her. She'll wake up eventually and go back to her room. We should also get some rest before the tour in the morning. Unless one of y'all decide that you do want to wake Tolly up. She's asleep, just twitching a little bit on the floor. It doesn't look entirely comfortable, but she's out. I leave her. I'm going to tuck the blanket in, or carefully, the one that Spectre just threw. You're trying to carefully tuck it in? Um, yeah. Only <laughs> dex check. Only dexterity? Okay. Just a check, not a saving throw, right? Yeah, no. Saving throw is okay. if you're about to be thrown off something. Check is, can you tuck Tali in without accidentally poking her in the side? Alright, well, they're the same thing, so. <laughs> it's a fucking seven. <laughs> so, as you're trying to just very, very carefully tuck the blanket in around Tally, you okay. underestimate where her side is, and instead of, like, tucking it under, you jab your fingers right into her side, and she <laughs> starts, like, whoa, 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 what, what, what's going on, what, oh, hi, Anima, roll me another dex check. Okay, that's, uh, 19. You definitely move her arm as it fly as it flails around, and she does not hit you in the face. <laughs> so there's a couple of moments where you like she has no idea what's going on, where you are, what like who you are. She's like, oh, oh, hey, Anima, sorry about that. Did I fall asleep? I'm tired. I probably yes. shouldn't have stayed up all night the past couple nights checking on the engines. I would say that. You shouldn't have done that, yes. Spectre's just pinching the bridge of her nose, like, what am I going to do with this child? Oh, me or Tali? Or both of us? <laughs> Probably both of you. <laughs> okay. Alright, well, now that you're up, go on. Everyone to bed. It's pretty late, and I'm sure we have some fun stuff to do in the morning with the tour and... Uh, where There was a circus, right? Oh, yes. We have a very fun time. I when I, I put the note about that because I know I named the circus I just don't remember where the note about that is um write, write that down or I deleted where I had that written down because I am I, I did I am dumb I had a good name for it too but yeah I'll have tickets for that and Kishara in the morning is going to secure you a spot for a tour of the crucible so you all go back to your respective rooms and go to bed unless there's anything y'all want to do right before you go to bed. I don't remember if there's enough space for you all to have your own room or if some of you guys are sharing a room. I think I seem to remember there being enough for each person to have a room. Okay, yeah. so yeah, you each have your own room, but if there's anything you want to do before you go to bed. Yeah, actually... Hey, uh, hey, Vi, have you been checking on that song of mine? Yeah. Uh, last time I checked, there wasn't yeah, real quick. Oh, I'd, I'd appreciate that. Just to make sure we don't miss anything before going to bed. Yeah, sure. I'll check it again before we go to bed. Yeah. Thank you. No problem. 
I mean, that investigation. Okay. Dice. Walter hopefully behaving today. Oh, no. <laughs> Things fine. I didn't lose the d20. Oh, it's a six. Ooh. Yeah, mm. there's... Aren't able to find a lot more sets. I think you just checked it like maybe a day ago. So, like, yeah. there's been a couple more responses. There's uh, I think there's like one person who thinks it might be by an Eldori named Felicia, which is totally very far off. But there's nothing in particular that's catching your eye. It's starting to spread a little. It's still not had a lot of interaction. Sounds good. We'll see what it looks like in the morning. Lots yep. of time to pass. Yeah, see, check it again in eight hours. <laughs> Enema, Filena, is there anything else y'all want to do before you just conk out of oh. sleep? I think I'd want to see if, first of all, I'd probably check on the Belair, just pop my head in quietly into the little um, library or study that they're in, and then see if I got anything from my mentor. So when you go in, he's standing completely still in the corner, and the swirling light, it's swirling a lot faster and glowing a lot brighter, but when he's been awake, there have been like little lights and sort of indicators in different parts of his suit that's showing that the energy is interacting with the suit. Right now, none of those are going on, but you can tell like, it's the, the energy is still swirling. So he's energizing. He's just not interacting with the outside world right now. With taking a power nap, he is looking better. The glow and the movement has increased significantly since you got there. And when it comes to your mentor, hang on, let me. No new messages from him. If you want to ask him spe something specifically, you can, but he, like, he's told you that he'll let you know if he finds anything, and it doesn't look like he's found anything new yet on the things you've had him looking for. Just wanted to see if there's any new messages from him. Might be soon, but not yet. Anima, you just go into bed, or do you want to do anything? Mm, there's nothing I can think of to do, so I'm just going to go to bed, I guess. Okay. Sleep for four hours and then just kind of sit there. Yeah. I imagine you can sleep for the full eight hours. You just don't need it. So if you want to, you can. If not, you can just... I imagine since you got put in one of the kids' rooms, there's probably like some books on the shelf if you want to just grab one and read it after you've gotten your four hours. Oh, you have some books that we stole from that one spot on the first planet. I think that's still on the ship, unless yeah. you intentionally brought it with you. No, I tried to read it, but I feel recall and I wasn't interested. It was trashy romance, so like if you want, you can have Anima grab a book off of one of the kids' shelves, read it either like something that looks like a kid's story or maybe like a textbook from school. I feel like reading middle school level stuff, so it's probably a little more in what Anima would be able to grasp in this very, very strange part of the universe. She might start looking at them, but I don't think she'd pick, like, pick them up. Night passes uneventfully. You wake up, stretch, think, oh, it's good to be on the ship. Open your eyes, and there's a split second moment of, wait, this isn't the ship. Oh, wait. Whenever you go over to your family's house, and then you wake up and don't remember that you're there. Actually... When does everyone wake up the next day? Who do you think wakes up first? I mean... Oh, besides Anima? Yeah. yeah. I would say Vi wakes up pretty early. She's not usually one for sleeping in, especially in new places. The same with Farida. She has no reason to sleep in. Alright, so y'all wake up and make your way over to the kitchen after a little bit, and you see Kishara's in there fixing breakfast. Elvisara is there as well. He's just leaned on the counter, drinking some coffee. Anytime he like tries to do something to help, Ashara just smacks his hand with the towel. And when she sees you all, it's like, oh, good, you're awake. Everyone sleep all right? 
Mm, yes, but uh, I think the I I the human need a break for a hot second. Be right we, back. we can do by a break. Momentarily confused. I was like, Farad is not human. <laughs> <laughs> Forget your character is there? Nope. Nope, that was just DM's brain going blank. Wow. As it does anytime I do this, and then I sit there afterwards wondering, why do I do this? And then I edit, I'm like, oh yeah. It's like, oh, this wasn't as bad as I thought it was, and it's so much better when I'm not talking. All right, I'm back. I was trying to print a character sheet, so. Mm. All right, so, so saying you come in, see Kshar making breakfast. It's something simple. Yesterday, she makes something a little fancy just because y'all are new, your guests, and she figured y'all would appreciate it. It was also an excuse for her to make one of her special family recipe, which Anima, she did give you a copy of it. She, I imagine she also gave you a couple other recipes as well. Stuff that's simple, but you can spice it up a bit if you want, because she knows what it's like to suddenly be in a world that's very, very different. She can't quite imagine what it's like for you. She also sees you, like, cooking, so she's just like, here, recipes. <laughs> a cooking as a coping mechanism for anxiety. <laughs> a. Don't call me out like this. I'm in the picture, and I don't like it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, for me, producing stuff is a mechanism. Keeping busy and doing stuff that doesn't make me think about reality, that's how I cope. Hence why we're doing this. And I was tired of talking about it and decided to just do it. As she's serving breakfast and like you each get your own plate and she, you're welcome to get seconds if you want. She fixed everyone some coffee. She made sure y'all were awake and time to have like a couple hours before the tour just so you could have some time to sit, eat breakfast, drink coffee, get ready to go before you have to leave. And over breakfast, Silvasar offers to give you guys a ride to where the tour is going to be taking place because it's right next to where his office is and he has to go into work anyway. And he'll make sure you guys get a ride back. They got a nice amount of money. They can they, they can afford to hire a car for you. Or a taxi. And some point during the breakfast, Tally brings up the possibility of there might be a way for us to take out the part of the Blair suit that just ha- houses the energy and take that with us. It'll be a little awkward, but if we're going to be going that close, it might help him out. It's certainly worth the attempt. Yeah, we just need to let him know beforehand so he's not suddenly like, where, where am I now? Oh, no, of course, we'd have to, I would never do something like that without his permission, plus he would have to tell me how to do it. Each of their suits have designs that they don't always share. There's stuff about the design, about the suits that he probably couldn't even begin to understand. And they keep it that way for a reason. It's sort of a protective thing, but I'm gonna go ask. And she gets up and scampers off over to the office to talk to the scout, leaving the rest of you and Spectra. You all right over there? Uh, yes, just dying a little tiny bit. I've heard that's really bad for your health. You probably shouldn't do that. I'll work on it. I totally leave Spectra looks over, looks at the three of you and says, I don't remember if she's actually gonna go with you. No, I think she's going to stay back. I'd love to go with you, but I want to check out some of the shops here, see if you can find any of the things I've been looking for. Plus, it'll be a little less crowded in the shuttle without me there. Should be very exciting when you see your first crucible. They're astounding every time you see them. Y'all probably didn't notice this, so. When you're on the planet, it looked like it had two signs. And would you guys have been keeping an eye on the sky as we were walking? Maybe. I would have been paying super close attention to the position of the suns, aside from being distracted by, oh, there's two of them. I mean, I wouldn't look too closely. It's a sun. You don't want to fry your eyes. Okay, so y'all, you've noticed that there's two suns, but you haven't paid close attention to them. And... As you leave, which Tali is able to get the housing unit out and load it on a little floaty thingy, so it's not huge. It's kind of big and clunky, but since it's on like a 
small floating pallet. And since it's on there, it's easier for you to move around and transport. And like you can see the energy, and the energy looks kind of excited. Okay. Tali explains, he's not going to be able to communicate outside of the suit, unfortunately, but he did say he was okay with it as long as we put him back in once he's had more time to energize so he can start dating and integrating and doing all the things that he didn't quite have the words for because they're still having trouble translating some stuff into common. Which is fine. They're old. But yeah, he's okay with you guys taking him on the shuttle. So you just load up an Elvisar's car and someone can sit shotgun and then the other two are going to have to sit in the back with the Belair. I will sit in the back. Who's going to sit shotgun? Doesn't matter to me. Then Vile sit shotgun so she can see more stuff. Okay, so yeah, you sit shotgun and then Ferda and Anima, you both sit in the back seat with the scout situated in between you. It looks kind of like when someone puts the seatbelt on a box in their car, except for it's full of energy. <laughs> Which I imagine just kind of tugging along a box of sentient energies. Interesting. Just sort of thinking about that. As you drive along, all the houses, they have similar styles. It looks like they're built by some of the same people, but they're all very different in their appearance and they look a lot bigger up close than they did when you were far away. And there's very nicely manicured lawns with big gardens. There's some kids playing in the yard. You see there's not a whole lot of dentists, but there are some other dentists in the area as well as like Kesh and Prometheans. It's a variety of people. Some of them will stop and wait friendly to the car. Too long of a drive. Is there anything in particular y'all would let once talk to Elvisar about? Not really. I'm just watching. Okay. Not really. Yeah, so imagine there's just some small talk as they're driving around, and he'll probably explain that a lot of the design of the buildings was done by the Dindus, even though there's not a lot of Dindus that live there and even though he mostly works in procurement, he has a passing interest in architecture, so he explains that a lot of Dindus buildings and constructs tend to be designed in such a way that the size is misleading. Like how the houses looked a lot smaller until you got close. That was very intentionally done using different materials and different angles, so it's Kind of like optical illusions, and they're one of the few people that do that. But a lot of houses also have some connections to Esper energies. Like a, a lot of constructs there, especially in the plant that he works at, the building of the luxury space cruisers. The reason that they're built so close to the Belair Crucible is the energy the Crucible itself gives off. They're able to learn a lot from that and use it to sort of help find new ways to power their ships. So there was some work between the Belair, not the Belair. Oh yeah, the Belair, the Indus, and the Eldori to build architecture that works with the energy from the Crucible. Ferda has been paying rapt attention to all of this. It's stuff like, well, it took a long time to design and make, figure out ways to make it work once they, able, once they were able to make it work, just because well, also the Eldori have been doing this for a really long time. And since a lot of stuff isn't always super complex, they're able to build systems that allow for different Esper functions yeah. and produce mm -hmm. it. Basically like how the refrigerators work is it's a combination of technology and some esper powers or like finding ways to interact with just esper energy in general yep paying a lot of attention to this that's the okay, kind of yes, stuff that she wants to integrate into the suit so after about 15 or 20 minutes he's just sort of talking about talking about stuff like that he stops at the place where they have the shuttle tours which is 
It's a little building. It looks like it's being renovated. Like most of it's done. They're just sort of working on some of the aesthetic stuff and explains. Yeah, the shuttle tours are relatively new. It's not officially open to the public yet, but we have connections with the people behind it. So able to get you in early and they are running some tours for faculty, staff, and their families. So and here you go. And he stops, opens the door, and he'll help you get the Belair out and back onto the floaty pallet and get you in. And he'll first to walk you into the front, but he has to go to a meeting. So he waves goodbye, promises that there will be a car there to pick you up when it's time to go, and gets in his car and leaves. Aboard the Opal Star is an Esper Genesis 5e actual play podcast DM'd and produced by Brianna Toiber as part of Pseudonym Social, a creative podcast network. I'm Casey, and I'm playing Anima the Ashenforged. Victor, and I'm playing Farida the Prometheus. My name's Alexis, and I am playing Vilina Sorel the Eldori. Music is by Patrick Chester of Chester Studios. To see more of his work, visit his website at chesterstudios.net. Find out more about Pseudonym Social by visiting our website at pseudonymsocial.wordpress.com. If you like what we're doing and would like to support us, please consider leaving a review or donating to our Patreon at patreon.com pseudonymsocial. Hey guys, Brianna here with a quick message for all of you lovely members of the TTRPG community. We have a group of friends who needs your help. Go on Twitter and check out Homebrew Queens at at Homebrew Queens and see what you can do to help these lovely ladies bring their father back to the table. Let's show them what community is all about.